0: Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. Thank you for joining me today. As we start our third session of God's Drawn to Movement, I want to ask you, why do you do what you do? Or in other words, let's start with your why. Before I jump into our topic, I would like to read Luke 1, 46, 47, and verse 49 in the New Living Translation. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for the Mighty One is holy, and He has done great things for me. I want to pause for a moment to just thank God and say, He has done great things for me. What about you? Would you like to pause for a moment and thank God for the great things He's done for you? This has truly been a year full of blessings for me and my family. And we know that we couldn't have done the things that we've done this year without God's blessings on us. If you've had a great year, I celebrate with you and I rejoice with you. And I want to remind you that it's time to take God to another step. It's time to let God stretch you and give you a bigger vision and a bigger dream. If you're like me, you have to update your vision board this month. On the other hand, You may still be standing and believing God so you can receive your blessing. Or, this may not have been your best year and you're barely hanging on. Wherever you are in life, now's the time to dream again. Dream about all the possibilities that could happen this coming year if you would just dare to dream again and ask God to help you make those dreams come to pass. If you're standing or barely standing... Praise God. Praise him because you're still standing. Satan has hit you with his best shot and you're still here. That alone should be an indicator that God created you to win. Don't give up. Try one more time. Proverbs 24:16 says, "For a righteous man falls 7 times and arises again." If you're willing to get up one more time and stand for as long as it takes to see your dream and vision come to pass so that you can walk in victory, you won't have to stand very long. So pull up your courage and keep standing on the Word of God. You will see victory if you just don't quit. Keep moving. Keep trusting God and believing His Word. And remember, God's done all He's going to do. It's your move. Take a step of faith to move spiritually. Go to the next level. Take a step of faith in your finances. Begin tithing to your local church, the place where you're fed spiritually. Or increase the amount of your giving and expect a bigger increase of harvest. Take a step of faith to receive healing in your body or start a fitness program and an eating plan so that you can become healthier this coming year. Take a step of faith to create new relationships as we go into this new year. Whatever you do, decide to move now. And don't stay where you are. I'm reminded of the four lepers that sat outside the gate of the city that we read about in 2 Kings chapter 7. I would like you to look at your life and ask yourself the same question the lepers ask themselves. I'm starting with verse 3 and reading through verse 9. Now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates. Why should we sit here waiting to die? they ask each other. We will starve if we stay here. But with the famine in the city, we will starve if we go back there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Armenian army. If they let us live, so much the better. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. So at twilight, they set out for the camp of the Armenians. But when they came to the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the Armenian army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and the sound of a great army approaching. The king of Israel has hired the Hittites and Egyptians to attack us, they cried to one another. So they panicked and ran into the night, abandoning their tents, horses, donkeys, and everything else as they fled for their lives. When the men with leprosy arrived at the edge of the camp— They went into one tent after another, eating and drinking wine, and they carried off silver and gold and clothing, and they hid it. Finally, they said to each other, This is not right. This is a day of good news, and we aren't sharing it with anyone. If we wait until morning, some calamity will certainly fall upon us. Come on, let's go back and tell the people at the palace. Hallelujah, that is great news, isn't it? From this passage, we see that God is drawn to movement. When the lepers decided to move, God moved. He sent a host of angels to go before them and scare the enemy's army, causing them to flee, and they left everything for the lepers and Israel's army. I venture to say that it will be the same with you when you decide to get up and take that step of faith to move. What seems overwhelming or impossible and unconquerable right now, will be easily conquered when you take that step of faith and get started. So let me ask you a question. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why have you set the goals and plans that you've chosen? You probably know what you want to do and how you want to do it. But have you taken the time to determine why you want to do what you're planning to do or what you're doing right now? Let me clarify what I mean when I say your why your why is simply your purpose your cause or your belief your vision most people think act or communicate from the outside in from their what to their why and for good reason we go from our clearest thing in our mind to the fuzziest thing in our mind the thing with the less clarity we say what we do we sometimes say how we do it but we rarely say why we do what we do. If you want to inspire others to get involved with your why, which is your purpose or vision, you will have to inspire them from the inside out. You'll have to touch their heart. When you start with why you do what you do, it is irrelevant with what you do. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. This is why it's important to have a clear vision statement and mission statement, not only for your business, but for you personally and for your family. Victor Hugo once said, There is nothing as powerful as an idea whose time has come. A mission statement is that idea. What's important is your vision, purpose, and values are more powerful, more significant, and more influential than the baggage of your past and the lies of your present. The power of your mission statement lies in your vision and in a commitment of that vision and purpose and those principle-centered values. They will control your decisions, they'll determine your outlook, and they will provide the direction for your future. The single most important and far-reaching leadership activity that you'll ever do is to develop a personal, family, or business mission statement, and then... To bring that sense of mission or purpose to yourself, your family, or your business. In Stephen R. Covey's book, How to Develop Your Personal Mission Statement, he says, This idea, this principle of beginning with the end in mind is based upon the concept that all things are created twice. First in the mind as the thought or intellectual creation and second in reality as the physical creation. So with that in mind, let's look at your why again. A why is your purpose or what you believe. Once you have created your purpose in your mind and know why you do what you do, the question is, how will you do it? Your hows are your values or your principles that guide how you bring your cause to life. Hows are the actions you take to realize your why. And whats are the results of those actions? It doesn't matter how clear your why may be if your what and your how don't work. You have to clarify your why and determine your what and how in the right order to create balance in your vision and your mission. The hardest part of this whole process is making yourself accountable to your hows. Many times we write out our hows as nouns like integrity, honesty, innovation, But nouns are not action words. You can't hold yourself accountable to a noun. For values to be truly effective, they have to be verbs or action words. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. It's not integrity. It's always doing the right thing. It's not innovation. It's look at this problem from a different angle. These are examples of the things we can be accountable for and consistent with. Because when we are will be seen as authentic. And being authentic means that you actually believe everything you say and do. Let's keep going. Once you have clarified your why, the next step is self-discipline and accountability to your hows or your values and your principles. When you become consistent in what you say and do, then the final step is to keep it all in the right order. And sometimes that's easier said than done. It requires continually going back and reviewing and recommitting to your original why. The Bible verses that I like to reference for creating my why or my mission and vision statements are Habakkuk 2, 1, and 3. And I'll read this from the New American Standard Version. It says, I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart and I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me and how I will reply when I am reproved. Now verse 2 is vital. It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens towards the goal and it will not fail. Though it tarries Wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. When you know your why, you will have more cooperation from the people that you live with and the people that you work with. When you start with why, those who believe what you believe are drawn to you for very personal reasons. It's those who share your values and your beliefs and not the quality of your products that will cause the system to tip for you. As you define your role in the process and make your purpose, your cause, or your belief crystal clear, you will see your vision come to completion. Your efforts will become successful when your vision for the future is partnered with the people with talent to make it come to pass. The relationships with the people needed to complete your why start to clarify the difference between a vision statement and a mission statement. Your vision is the public statement of your intent the why your plan exists. It is literally the vision of your future that does not exist yet. Your mission statement is the description of the route or your guiding principles of how you intend to create your future. When both of these things are stated clearly, the why type and the how type people are both certain about their roles in the partnership. Both are working together with clarity of purpose and a plan to get results or what you want to see accomplished. A clear sense of why also sets expectations for yourself and others. When we don't know our why, we don't know what to expect, so we expect the minimum of everything. However, when we have a good understanding of our why, we expect more. We expect higher standards. Higher standards are hard to maintain, but for those who are willing to put in the effort, there are great advantages. When you actively challenge your status quo thinking or that of people around you, you not only empower yourself, but you empower those people around you. Let's fast forward. You know your why, your how, and your what. You've made your vision statement, your mission statement, and you've started moving. And because you took a step of faith and decided to move with a focused effort, relying on God to bring your vision to pass, just like the lepers that we read about earlier, He's drawn to you and He's aligning things to help you be successful. Now, you're like an arrow headed right for the target. Let's take a minute and look at the dynamics of an arrow and compare it to your why. Before an arrow can gain power or achieve an impact, It must be pulled backwards, 180 degrees away from the target. And that's also where a why derives its power. The why doesn't come from looking ahead at what you want to achieve and by figuring out the right strategy to get there. It actually comes from looking in the completely opposite direction from where you are now. Finding your why is a process of discovery, not invention. And it simply begins with you. Have you ever started a project with great anticipation and then the novelty and the excitement of the newness of starting something new wears off? At that point, no matter how hard you work, it is never quite enough, is it? Have you struggled with what to do and how to make it move forward again? Many times when this happens, it's because you've lost your perspective. You know what you're doing, but you've forgotten why you do it. Maybe you've lost your passion and your energy because you lack focus and direction. I would like to encourage you to remember what inspired your passion. As you reconnect with your passion by looking back at your life and the things that always motivated you, you will remember your why and it will propel you forward, just like the arrow. For me, my why is to encourage people to take their place of authority, realize the power of their words, and walk in the victory that Jesus paid the price for them to walk in. Finding your why will happen the same way. As you look back over your life, you will find that there is something you deeply believe in, something that will always motivate you, something that you find great joy and impact in doing. That is your why. Living it out may look different over time, but your why will be the compass that sets your direction and the glue that holds it all together. So start with why you do what you do. When I started encouraging people, it was one on one. I didn't talk in groups, I didn't talk before people, I didn't teach, and I certainly didn't have a podcast in mind. I just wanted to help people right where they were, one on one. And now because I was faithful and I took that step of faith every time God opened a door for me, He's brought me to where I am today. Before I started my podcast, I did what I always do before I start a project. Of course, I got my three-ring binder, my paper, and my divider tabs. And then I took a minute and I prayed about why I was planning to do a podcast. I asked God how He wanted me to accomplish the podcast to be successful from His point of view and what He wanted me to achieve by investing my time and efforts into podcasting. I asked myself if this venture was the best yes for me. As I did this, my personal why became clear. I looked back. I could see why I was doing what I was doing. And everything I had done since beginning my podcast has been a what that walks my why out. This is my baseline to keep me focused and to direct my energy and efforts as I go forward. I believe if you understand you were created with a specific purpose that only you can fulfill, that your unique why will become clear to you. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. God needs you to do what he created you to do so that his plan for your life can be fulfilled. And then you will have incredible freedom in fulfilling your purpose. So as I close today, here's a good place to ask yourself some questions. Ask yourself, do I know why I'm doing what I'm doing? And do others know why I do what I do? Is your why clear in your mind? I encourage you to take time to invest in your future by praying and ask Holy Spirit to make the answers clear to you. When you get your answers and define your why, you can always go back and revisit it to clarify it as things change in your life or when you begin to feel your momentum slowing down. When you remind yourself of your why, you will feel yourself getting refocused and re-energized again. Remember, as you move by taking a step of faith, God will honor your faith. He loves you, and He created you to win. He's not mad at you or disappointed with you. He's mad about you, and He wants you to walk in victory every day of your life. If you would like more information about living the victorious life, I invite you to visit my website, luciaclaiburn.com and sign up for Faith Builders for Victorious Living. This is my daily email that will help build your faith. And I'd like to invite you to join me again next week as I discuss how to make the most of every day of your life. So until we meet again, embrace the warrior within you, walk in your authority, and enforce Satan's defeat in your life today.